back to my podcast. I was feeling really motivated to talk about this topic and then my mic was playing up and I've recorded this intro 10,000 times and I'm Aries so I don't really have that much patience but here we are. Today I want to talk about ghosting. The reason why I wanted to talk about this today is because it's been coming up a lot lately. Maybe I'm in a situation myself at the moment, who knows, but it's such a thing in our generation. Everyone talks about it. You see so many videos about it on social media and I think it's an epidemic (laughs) and I think it's a problem. So let's talk about it. The other day I saw my friend share a video on Instagram where a comedian was talking about ghosting and he said it's weird that it's called ghosting because a ghost is something dead that keeps coming back and a person who ghosts is usually alive and never comes back. So it's funny that we name it ghosting. I thought that was funny. Anyway, I want to talk about ghosting and I want to tell you why I think you're being ghosted, and what to do if you get ghosted. I'm going to give you a step-by-step plan of things that are going to help you get over it and feel better, because I've been there more than once, so let's get into it. I want to kick this off with a little story time from my own life experience. So this was in 2018. I was living in London, and it was a very exciting time in my life. So one night I was on my way home from dance class and I had to change at London Bridge. So I'm standing at the traffic light, it's dark and this guy shows up next to me and he's like hey and I'm like hi. Um, You know obviously being approached as a woman in the dark when you're alone it can be a little bit uncomfortable so I definitely was like hey, um, leave. But he seemed really nice. He was tall, good looking, had a beard. Um, he was very polite. He was like, how are you? What are you doing? Um, so we started chatting and we cross as we crossed the street together. And he's like, do you want to have a drink? And I'm like, um, I'm in my dance clothes. I'm sweaty. I'm not wearing makeup, but you know, sure. Okay. Uh, okay. I I will go with this guy to a bar and um, I I felt safe at that point because I knew I was going to be in a bar and if I felt uncomfortable I could leave. So this guy, let's call him Ben. So Ben, uh, Ben and I have a drink and it's going great. I enjoy his company. We have a good chat. Um, He tells me that he's working in the film industry and he seems like a really great guy. He is a lot older than me. I think I was 22 and he was 36, so like mid-late 30s. But he looked really good Um, and like I said, he was polite, he was calm, he wasn't coming on to me super hard. He was just a nice guy. So we have a drink together and then we part ways. I gave him my number because I, I at that point, I wanted to see him again. Um, and so, yep, yeah, I went home, went to bed. Everything's groovy. 
And a few days later, he messages me and he asks if I wanted to go out in nature outside of London. And I, I thought, great, yeah, of course. I really missed nature while I was living in London. And yeah, I was keen. So I thought we were going to go to like a big park or somewhere that's very close to London. He said just outside of London. So the day comes um, and he picks me up with his motorbike and it's a big BMW black motorbike and he's got his leather jacket on and he's got a helmet for me and I'm like, ooh, hot. <laughs> I loved it. I was really excited, but I was also a bit like, um, are you, should I be getting on this guy's motorbike? But I had a good feeling, so I did. Um, and we drive through London and we leave the city and we keep going and we keep going and we keep going. We're on the highway, we're really outside of London now and I'm on the back of this bike thinking, am I going to die? Am I going to, am I going to make it out of here alive? But for some reason I trusted this guy, I held on to him um, and I just trusted the moment I trusted him. I was just hoping for the best. <laughs> and then we get to Windsor. I don't know if you're familiar with Windsor, but that is where the royals live. And it is insane. The town, the castle, the scenery insane I felt like I was in a movie we get off the bike and we're in Windsor and he's like welcome to Windsor and I'm like holy shit I feel like I'm in a movie so we have this beautiful dreamy day we walk around Windsor looking like a couple he takes photos of me we have a coffee now there was a few things that seemed a little odd on the way we stopped at a gas station and he pumps gas and he pulls out his wallet and he goes, oh shit, um, my, my bank card isn't working. I had to get a new card because I lost my card and it's not working. Would you mind paying and I will pay you back, of course. And I said, yeah, sure. Like, that's totally fine. I mean, he picked me up. I was happy to. I was maybe a little bit naive because realistically like who only has one bank card in their wallet like he was carrying a full-on wallet um and he said none of like the card isn't working and and he can't pay and I'm like uh, mm, okay so anyways I go and pay which was like I don't know maybe 50 60 pounds or something like that so fast forward, we get to Windsor, we have a dreamy day and I keep paying um, because his card isn't working or so he says, but it didn't even like, it didn't, it didn't feel weird. I just thought, okay, well, that, well I don't know, that's fine. Um, and then we start heading back and we stopped at a national park on the way back. At that point, it was around sunset. And again, the day, the whole date, the day was so dreamy and so beautiful and so surreal. I did not expect to be seeing Windsor. It didn't even cross my mind that we were going to go that far and that I was going to see 
Windsor and the castle and everything and then we go to this national park and it's just so beautiful there's a lake there's swans we see the sunset over the lake he takes more pictures of me and he like holds me in his arms and he didn't even he didn't even try to kiss me or anything it was just or maybe he tried I'm not sure we didn't kiss anyways it's my that's my point we did not kiss the whole time we didn't kiss nothing happened he just like was very sweet and very um, gentle and he put his arm around me we were sitting there it was so romantic and I was super happy so then we keep heading back and we stopped in Richmond which is a suburb of London that is very rich and incredibly beautiful as well it's by a river and I had never been there either and then we went for dinner there I paid because again he said he couldn't I paid, we get a drink, I pay um, and we walk around along the river and it's so romantic and so beautiful and I still feel like I'm in, a, I'm in a movie and I'm like, who is this guy? He's so sweet and like, what's going on? I feel like a grown up and this is the real thing. So then suddenly it starts pouring rain. It was summertime or maybe spring, spring, summertime. It starts pouring Um and there's a thunderstorm so this crazy rain starts and he looks at me and he goes I cannot take you back to London because of this weather it's too dangerous it's too risky to take you on the back of the bike in this rain in this thunderstorm I I don't want to risk anything for your safety you know and again, I I understand. I understood. I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's okay. Um, so we we said goodbye, um, and he got on his bike, and I made my way back home, which took a long time on public transport, and it was in the middle of the night, and it wasn't great, but I made it home, and I had had such a beautiful day, and I had all these pictures, and it was beautiful. And I didn't even worry about the money, honestly. Did not worry about the money at all. I thought for sure he was going to pay me back. So then in the days following the date, um, we messaged. He sent me the photos he took of me and we sent some little messages. We were talking about catching up again. Until suddenly, radio silence. I don't get a reply anymore. I'm thinking, oh, he's really busy, you know, he works a lot and he, he didn't text too much before. So I just made it sound okay in my head, you know, as you do. And I reach out again um, and I say, hey, like, it's fine if you don't want to see me again, you know, but um, do you mind transferring me the money, which at that point was probably over a hundred pounds so that's like two hundred dollars almost um and I don't get a reply again um and I think I maybe tried one more time to message him and nothing nothing at all nothing at all and for the longest time this really fucked me up this really fucked me up because I had such a good feeling. I felt so good. I trusted this guy with my life when I got on that bike. I trusted this guy to keep me safe. I trusted him to take me on a day trip. I trusted him. I paid for every single thing 
in my head I thought this guy is over 10 years older than me he's got a good job he's got an expensive ass bike like it did not even occur to me that I would not see that money again or him and we got along perfectly well I felt so comfortable with him I thought he was a little bit too old for me like for like a long term thing but regardless I would have liked to see him again we had a beautiful time and crickets he ghosted me what a piece of shit not because he ghosted me that's shit yeah that's shitty but the fact that I was 22 at the time and I paid for everything and he didn't pay me back the money like have some fucking respect and it really threw me for for many reasons but the biggest reason why it threw me so much was because I trusted him and I really had such a good feeling and I've always thought that my intuition was very strong and I could tell when a guy was an asshole or using me or whatever and I just had such a good feeling. I had the most beautiful day and night with him. I keep saying it but I felt like I was in a movie. It was perfect until that happened. I don't think we had any weird conversations, nothing weird happened. And this is the thing, when you get ghosted, you go over everything you said and you did and you think, where did I go wrong? What did I do? What happened? I thought we had a great time. And it can really fuck with your head. And the only thing you can do is work with yourself on that because you're not going to hear from the other person, most likely. So you have to sort it out with yourself. So that was my story time. Oh, and also, you know, when, when you get ghosted like that, you think, oh, maybe he lost my number, he lost his phone, something happened to him. I hunted the guy down on Facebook and he did not die. He was very much alive. And um, I gave him multiple, multiple opportunities to reach out to me and he did not. So that sucked. All right, now that I've told you the story, I'm going to tell you why people ghost. And the reason why people ghost is this. They don't want to tell you the truth. And that is the only reason. The reason is not that there's something wrong with you. The reason is not that you deserve it. The single reason is that they don't want to tell you the truth because they're cowards, because they struggle to communicate clearly, because they struggle to be fully honest and that's on them. You know what, maybe, maybe they did take something you said the wrong way. Maybe they weren't interested in a second date. Maybe they're back together with their ex Maybe they just didn't feel the vibe. Who knows? Honestly, it could be a million things, but thinking about it is so pointless. The single reason why people ghost is because they don't want to be honest. And they'd rather disappear and not say anything than just say the truth. The reason why people don't want to say the truth to you in that instance could be that they're afraid. They're afraid of what you're going to say. They're afraid of the consequences. They're afraid you're going to be angry with them. They're afraid you're going to talk badly about them. 
they're afraid they're going to hurt your feelings. They don't want to hurt your feelings, so they'd rather avoid the conversation than to have a conversation at all. And I get it. I think I've done it when I was younger, for sure. I didn't want to talk to someone anymore, or maybe I didn't want to be friends with someone anymore. And instead of communicating that, I withdrew and I stopped replying or I reply really late or I was making excuses and then I would just kind of disappear. And it is hard. It is hard. I still find it hard with friends or people that you know. And if there's someone that really wants to hang out with you and you just don't feel good about them or you don't feel good about hanging out with them, I find it really hard to know what to say in like a friendship situation. But with dates and stuff, I actually have gotten pretty good at communicating and usually the response is very, very positive. I have to say there maybe was the odd person who took it personally and started to get angry or whatever or started arguing with me. But most people really respect honesty and a lot of people have told me that in the past that what they appreciate the most about me is that I am so honest and straightforward. So if I go on a date and I notice that the guy keeps reaching out to me, wanting to hang out again, and I'm not feeling it, I will say, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I don't see this progressing into anything other than friendship. Or you don't even have to say that. You can just say, I don't see this progressing into anything. Um, I appreciate you and I had a really good time, but I don't want to lead you on um, or I'm going to be honest with you. I only see this as like a friendship type of thing and I'll leave it up to you if you want to keep in touch or not, but I just don't see this progressing romantically. I think you're a great person, but I'm just not feeling that kind of vibe. And that's it. That's all you need to do. And if they don't reply, you did your part. That's all you needed to do. You were honest, you were straightforward, that's all good. And they've decided not to reply. So that means they don't want to keep in touch with you and that is okay. You have to be okay with that. If they get angry, you also don't have to get into an argument. You can then choose not to reply, I think, because you've done your part. Again, you were honest, you were clear. And if they start insulting you or being mean or whatever you you can reply if you want to but you don't need to and I would not recommend starting a discussion and getting into an argument I had this situation with a guy that I was seeing in Sydney I was very honest and very clear with him from the start that I I didn't have romantic feelings for him I really liked him I appreciated him and I enjoyed dating him and spending time together but I made it very clear that I wasn't looking for anything more than a fling with him. And still, in the end, he was angry with me and he told me that I was playing with his emotions and that I was so inconsiderate. And I backed myself up and I said, look, I, I have been honest with you from the start. I gave you the option to not spend time with me more, to not be intimate with me anymore. I gave you the option every time. I didn't force anything onto you. You're an adult. You made the decision to keep seeing me. And now you you can't blame me for not 
reciprocating your feelings. You just, you can't do that. So it hurt that he was so upset with me, but we talked it out and in the end um, we made up and it was okay. At this point now we don't talk anymore, but that's also because I'm in Germany now. I'm no longer in Sydney. We're no longer around each other and we're neither friends nor lovers nor anything. So it kind of naturally came to an end and that is okay, but neither of us ghosted the other because I think that's pretty shit to do if you've spent more time with someone and if you've been intimate with someone I think it's a really shitty thing to do if you match with someone on an app and you haven't even met that person and you decide I'm actually not interested and I don't want to pursue this further I think it's okay to just unmatch because you don't even know them you don't know them in person You've never talked to them on the phone. You've never seen them. I think that's fine. That is the only scenario under which I think ghosting is okay. (laughs) Um, But not like, not if you've dated someone, especially not if you've slept with someone. It just, it kind of, for me at least, it ruins the whole experience. Even if I've had a really good time with someone, even if I didn't want anything further, if that person ends up ghosting me, I just... It just leaves such a bad taste in my mouth. I don't I don't think it's very nice. I don't think it's respectful and I would appreciate the truth. So basically, when people ghost, it has to do with them not wanting to say the truth and being scared of confrontation, having avoidant attachment style. I think we shouldn't take ghosting personal, but I understand that we do. I do. I did. I find it something that I, it's just something that I keep thinking about. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be like, okay, fine. Like he's not messaging me back. That's fine. And then I think about them again and I'm like, but why? Like I get these little voices in my head that are like, but why? Like what is wrong with me? Why does this keep happening to me? I'm taking it out on myself. And I don't think, I don't think that makes sense. Even if it was something that I did, the person could have, told me so I actually have a chance to do it better next time but if they don't even communicate you really shouldn't be taking it out on yourself because it's not that's not helpful to you and (laughs) I think it's important to focus your energy elsewhere I just I was laughing because I just remembered the saying replace don't chase and this year especially I've really made it my mission to stop chasing. If someone is being inconsistent and irresponsive, stop chasing them. Honestly, I I'm starting to value my time more and more and I don't want to spend time chasing inconsistent people. I want someone who's easy to communicate with, who's clear, and if they don't have time to respond for half a day or a few days or whatever that is also something that can just be communicated and you can be like hey I acknowledge your message thank you for your message I will get back to you and then follow up you know stick to your word and actually message them (laughs) and don't just leave them on red now that I'm done ranting I'm gonna tell you what you can do when you're being ghosted to make yourself feel better I think 
the the advice that is often given is to not respond and just forget about it or just get over it but there is cases where that is very difficult especially if you've had a longer sort of situationship or if there's something that needs to be resolved and so I think I think you can reach out um, if it's going to make you feel better. I understand that you don't always know that. But for me, I've found that sometimes there is cases where I will send another message and it'll usually be a longer message <laughs> where I just explain to them how their behavior made me feel and um, whatever else I want to get off my chest. I'm never insulting. I'm never mean. And I usually will draft a message and then I'll read over it a couple of times when I'm less emotional and then I'll send it. I usually will try to leave it in a peaceful way and say like, thank you for the time we had together. Um, even if the ending isn't what I would have hoped it would be, I wish you all the best. I usually will. I will be very honest and very straightforward and I will tell them that they've hurt me and whatever else I want to say. But I will try to wrap it up in a good way. And then sometimes I get a response and sometimes I don't. Usually I don't because people that ghost have a problem with these kind of conversations. We've already established that. So don't expect to get a response. But I think sometimes it can help to get it off your chest if you feel like there is some things that need to be said. If you don't want to reach out to them, Something that I have done in the past is just write it down for me. So I will write a note in my notes app. I will write a letter and I'll read through it. And I, I will feel into if I need to send this or if I just needed to get it out of my system. If you have a therapist, you can talk about it with your therapist or a friend or whatever. And just kind of vent, let it, let it out of your system. I think the problem with ghosting is that they just, they take away the opportunity from you to say your part. They just cut off contact and they ignore you and there's nothing you can do about it. So you, you have to, to get, get it out of your system somehow. The negative emotion and the things you want to say, the feelings that you have, the thoughts you have. You got to get them out somehow. So find your way. Something I've done in the past, which is something I learned in acting class, actually, is to um, take a chair. So you do this when you're alone at home. You take a chair or an object, but a chair makes sense. You sit opposite the chair and you imagine that person is sitting on the chair. And you talk to the empty space as if it was the person. Now, I understand that not everyone's going to be able to do that or maybe it's going to make you feel really weird and you're going to feel crazy. But it's just a way to give your emotions and your thoughts the room they need to be moved through and to be overcome. So you imagine the person and you just let it all out. You can yell, you can scream, you can talk, you can tell them everything you want to say. 
And that is an exercise that helped me a lot in the past. And sometimes I'll start crying or whatever emotions will come up. But afterwards I'll feel better. So that's another thing that you could do. First of all, you've got to decide whether it's worth reaching out or not. It obviously depends on the relationship you've had and the connection you've had. But once you've decided that, um, you reach out to them, you write a letter, you let it out of your system somehow. And if you decided not to reach out and you keep thinking about it, just keep telling yourself it's not worth it. Don't chase, replace (laughs) or not replace. But just don't chase. It's not worth it. And they clearly don't care enough to have a a difficult conversation with you. So you shouldn't have to keep trying. It's not worth it. And you just kind of have to work with yourself through that. And you have to keep telling yourself that. You could reach out, of course, but most likely you're not going to get a response. So you might as well just try to find peace with it. How do we find peace with it? There's a few ways. Um, For me personally, it helps to get them out of my sight, out of my mind, out of my space. So if it's a WhatsApp chat, for example, I'll archive the chat so I don't see their name and my fucking message that was left on red because that just my ego can't take that. (laughs) So I'll archive the message. If it's on Instagram, you can mute the chat, you can hide it. If you want to take it a step further, block them. You really don't owe them anything. If they decide to ghost you and it's been like a week or two or a month or whatever, you can do that. You can block them. Um, I don't know. I'm into minds about blocking. I have done it, uh, but I usually don't. Um, The people I block are like weird guys who send me creepy DMs on Instagram, Um, but not really people that I know. But it can help you take back the control over the situation and help you take back the power in a way. And also you can avoid them reaching out again and you can avoid, you can make it harder for yourself to reach out to them or for them to pop up on your feed or whatever if you block them. Again, I don't fully support blocking people like that, but if it helps you, you can do it even for a little while. Another concept is holding a funeral, (laughs) which um, this is a thing that I heard on on Call Her Daddy and also Tinks talks about it a lot. I think she has a TikTok on it. You hold a funeral, you put on sad music, you light a candle, You cry your eyes out, you think about them, you grieve their loss and you get over it. So it's like a cheesy kind of funny way to tell your brain, this person is dead. This person is no longer present in my life and we're going to give ourselves time to grieve and then it's time to move on. The most challenging thing is sticking with it because... If you're anything like me and you're quite anxious and maybe insecure at times, you're going to think of them again and it's going to bug you again. And it's just an exercise that you have to keep practicing, that you keep telling yourself they are not worth it. They are simply not worth your time. You will find someone who will make an effort to communicate with you. 
it's not that hard to be honest it's not that hard to communicate and this person can't even send you a simple text like that's ridiculous and so by thinking these thoughts you take them off the pedestal and you look at the situation for what it is this person is being a coward this person is being dishonest and they're not worth your time because you don't want to deal with someone like that I personally I want someone who communicates very effectively and who is very proactive about their communication I don't want to have to guess what you're going through I don't want to have to guess what you're thinking I don't want to have to guess what I did wrong I need you to tell me I just need you to tell me and then we can talk about it and then we can resolve it I really want people to have the guts to just speak their truth and say how they feel communicate honestly with each other it would avoid so much hardship it would avoid so many conflicts if we would just be honest and sincere and i know it's hard i know i've absolutely been in the same boat where i was so terrified of telling someone how i feel both good and bad and it is hard and and it is worrying that someone might get angry with you but just know that you're going to hurt them so much more by not saying anything than by saying the truth the truth is going to hurt in the moment and then they can move on you ghosting them is going to haunt them maybe that's why it's called ghosting because it fucking haunts you and people do that shit to you so stay strong and know that it isn't about you it's about them and their lack of communication you don't owe them anything and you just keep telling yourself that if they were meant to be in your life they would be if they communicate so inconsistently and they ghost and they reappear it's not worth it you don't want that emotional roller coaster trust me you want someone who is consistent you want someone who's grounded who isn't super avoidant who tells you how they feel and who gives you a chance to say your part as well and i think dating and hookup culture has become very very flaky and if you want to be a part of the game you're going to encounter these type of people these types of people so i think the thing that honestly helps the most is just to keep telling yourself that they were not worth it they're not worth it they're not supposed to be in your life and you wouldn't be so insecure if they were you wouldn't have to worry you wouldn't have to wonder what happened because they would be telling you and they would be there to tell you and if they're not there then treat them as if they don't exist anymore because you deserve better i always find it hard to like <laughs> wrap it up but um i think that's all i had to say so i'm going to try not to message the guy that's currently ghosting me and i'm just going to keep telling myself that he's not worth it so wish me luck i know i give great advice but it's hard to not get emotional about shit like that and not get weak but i'm going to do my best and i'm going to go and work out now and shake it off and the right person will come in time okay friends have a beautiful day wherever you are and i will talk to you next week bye